A lot of us have grown to try to avoid feeling emotions, as if they are too strong, too powerful, and too negative, or maybe disconnected from who we are or how we want to feel. But emotions are a really good indicator and a good friend that will not really solve any of our problems, but that can show us the way to the most important things that we can do right now and spice up the journey along the way. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This episode is for everyone interested in ideas and practical tools to develop the most useful skills for yourself and for the people you care about. It's interesting how physical and emotional development are not quite matched. We as humans, we grow up reasonably fast. Maybe not as fast as some other species that we can compare to such as other great apes, like chimps, who are our closest cousins. We take more time, relatively speaking, to grow up and mature, to be able to take care of ourselves. But the interesting thing is that emotional and psychological development takes even more time, and in fact much more. They almost seem unrelated, because while physical growth into maturity is a given. It happens without us having to do anything. Becoming psychologically mature grown-ups involves a lot of work, a lot of experiences, and a lot of introspection, so that we can make it a project of ours to really evolve on a psychological level and keep doing that for as long as we live, and probably never be quite finished as a person. Fortunately, because the path to anything that really makes any difference tends to be much more rewarding than the end in itself. The end goal is more like a signpost, something to aim for, something to show us the way, even as we know that we will never quite get there, because that is not the point of the journey. The point is continuous evolution of using the potential that we have and turning it into something more real that we can show for it. So the journey to become an emotionally adult person is a lifelong one. And like any journey, it can be a little bit intimidating, perhaps, when we know we're not good at it, as so much of us are, because we're not encouraged by society to take more control of our emotions and our decisions. In fact, quite the opposite happens in so many ways. Because for other people it is convenient if they can influence the way we think and we feel and have that be the basis for our actions to never quite be fulfilled and fill that with things we buy with thoughts and emotions and ideologies that will serve other people's ends, as happens in so many areas of our lives so often. So just deciding to take that journey to become more of an adult emotionally can really set you apart from most people around you.
because most people don't make that conscious decision or are not on that journey at this time. Maybe they have been and they gave up, or they will in the future, perhaps. And there are practical skills that go hand in hand to really support that process, such as the ability to feel and name, understand your own emotions, what they are, how and why they come up, what are the patterns that repeat on a regular basis, what situations lead to them. How can you feel that emotion, knowing it for what it is, and stay calm, appreciating it as a way of understanding more about yourself, rather than as something that almost feels external and outside of our control, and how to learn to be open and even vulnerable in the face of these emotions, understanding their purpose and their origin, and the way we can actually use them. Because emotions are not our enemy, and they're not useless either. Living a life without any emotions probably would be a very uninspired one. Without emotions, there would be no art, there would be no passion, there probably would be no meaning to life. So this ability to stay with your emotions and having them be the spice that makes life more interesting and more enjoyable, almost no matter what these emotions are, because we can feel an emotion such as sadness or even grief and understand the implications in our psyche for something that maybe we expected and we didn't get it or we lost something that was meaningful to us. And that loss marks a transition from one phase of our lives to another. And that is the thing that big loss does not mean we lose in our life experience. In fact, it means the opposite. There's no big meaningful change without a corresponding loss, without losing something that means something to us. Just understanding that concept can propel us to do more, to be more daring, and to achieve much more without those fears of failure of missing out or losing what we have. We can learn to communicate much better, to be much more upfront and honest and direct. As we become more emotionally mature, then we find it much easier to deal with other people, especially if they are on a similar journey as we are, where they make this their goal consciously. Because you can find people like that, even though that is not typically something we talk about to people we are not very close with. And you can think of a person as an exercise who really is very emotionally mature, who has that calm presence of somebody who knows who they are and who can relate to people easily. Think about what makes them different and how they got there. And even in situations that you may still find emotionally challenging, think about how they would act, what they would do, 
how they would respond to those challenges. And just see if you can act in a similar way. See what different results you can get from those you've been getting by adjusting your behavior. How you choose to act in a different way rather than react in a way that feels natural, that is automated. Another way to become more in touch with your emotions would be having a diary where you write down your thoughts. This is something that I did years ago. I don't do it anymore, but it was super useful to identify the patterns of thinking because these patterns tend to be fairly simple. And mine used to be very negative, very limiting and self-defeating. They showed me many of my weaknesses and the fears that I had that were not even real before I brought them out into light. So just doing that, writing down your thoughts, as many of them in a day, and doing that for perhaps a few days, that is a really good way to get to know yourself much better. Because our thoughts, for the most part, are unconscious. We are not consciously aware of them, and yet they control almost everything we do, and how we do things, and of course what results we are getting. So it's useful to go to the roots. Make an effort to weed out those thoughts that are no longer useful and see what else you can plant in its stead that would serve a better purpose, that would open you up to new thoughts, to new experiences, to new and better things happening in your life. And think that through all the way from the thoughts coming from old beliefs that will create the emotions, that will create the actions, and see what new roots you can implement so you can upgrade your system, like uploading new firmware into your mind that would change your life in the way that you want it to be changed and make that natural. Because there are so many things we can change when we change the way we think and we do that consciously. We go through that process of understanding as much as we can about the way things are for us right now and then continuously tweaking it, changing those thoughts and those beliefs until they serve us much better, until they exactly reflect the way we know we want our life to be, or want it to be more like, over time, that'll open new doors, new possibilities, that we didn't even see were there, because our old beliefs would not allow us to see them. Because when we have those beliefs in place that'll limit our confidence and our belief in our abilities, We won't even want to see those doors that are open if we don't believe we can go through them and have those experiences that we want. It's much easier to make stories about how we cannot get what we want rather than try and have our beliefs shoot us in the foot. So take a very good look at the inner workings of your mind and how you can tweak those how you can change what you now know is not working the best for you. 
And when you've done that, see what you can change about the way you see the things that maybe you can't really change. If there are some maybe physical limitations. Because if we change whatever we can to make it serve us, and then we take a look at those things that we can't really change and embrace them, see how that can be a benefit. That's how we create a life that is fulfilling in every way, that other people will be inspired by and will wonder how that even happened. Because the outer life always reflects the way we think and what our inner nature, what our attitudes toward life are. And really taking control of your life, that is one of the most daring things that we can do. Because so many people really won't. Because it is scary. And it can be comfortable to live your life in a shell and blame other people for the things that happen. As if you have no control. So taking responsibility is the natural step to take along that journey for it to even begin. It's nice to think about these things, but in the end, it always is actions that speak louder than the words, that allow the transition or speeds it up tremendously. So whatever it is, wherever you are along that journey, take those steps, one at a time, See what is the natural thing to make your life even better than it is now. And then be open to the next step, and the next, and the next. So that your inner life and the outer reality of your experience match. As they become closely related. As you have more of that enjoyment that comes from knowing who you want to be and what life you want to live, and having that as your experience. So whatever you need to do, do it now. Do it responsibly. Do it respectfully towards yourself and to others. Prioritize what needs to be done first, and what can wait a little bit longer. Take cues from those emotions that maybe you've avoided before. See what messages they bring and how that can be useful. What important information it tells us. Because nothing really stays the same in life. We can speed those changes up. We can slow them down. But they will always happen. What we can change, though, really is by taking responsibility for those changes, is we can make those changes truly fulfilling. The most fulfilling thing in our lives rather than something that would take so much of our life that maybe we wouldn't even know is there, away. You are the master and the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. And most of all of these, your actions are the key. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, share it with your friends. With questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. 
keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others. And through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.